Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm missing the big toenail. This one's scammy as well. And then I'm like, oh yeah, do a patch test for the eyebrows there. I might get that done the next time. I was in for fucking hours the other day. I'm sure she's like, oh, fuck off. You scaldy bitch. Just leave me do my thing. Yeah. Why like, can't you... Is The nail is still lifted. Is it going to go lifted. back to normal? Who knows? Because it feels like that thing could just pop right off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was boxing last night and it did feel, I mean, I must get on to Katie Taylor and ask her, has she ever <laughs> found that after getting the fresh biop? <laughs> Katie, get in touch. DMs are open. Um, but anyway, she'll look. Hers must be battered and bruised. She must be in bits, yeah. She'd have to have the all shellac. You wouldn't just paint your nails before you're putting them into them gloves. They'd be destroyed. They'd be destroyed. I don't know. I never heard her talk about an interview. But Sherlock, you know me. Don't like to complain. <laughs> Struggle on. And keeping things in perspective, always. We would like to say a huge thank you to everyone that bothered their bums bothered to come out bum and see us on Sunday. Sunday Gone at the Cork Podcast Festival. Uh, poor Emma has had to treat me over the past month and a half because I was like I'm not going to do I can't do that room make it make the room smaller I can't go in there and I've been physically getting sick at the thoughts of getting on stage and she's like oh, Jesus Christ get me out of this but podcast. in fairness to you it's not like I offered you any fantastic words of wisdom I just kept saying be grand be grand do you know what she did say I say that about everything not just be grand and she just went and if it does fail, if it does go badly, do you care? And I was like, yes. She went, oh, you see, I don't. And I was like, you. I did say that. You didn't did. I? Well. I, was like, I was like, of all the things, because there's one piece of advice that Emma Doran has given me that oh, I that? now live by. Oh, yeah. 
there's always a sink to be cleaned. Whenever yeah. I'm, I find myself losing my mind, that pops into there's always, and I go clean a sink. Oh, go clean a sink. But I don't mean, I don't mean that I don't care. I mean, it's kind of a thing like, what can you do about something that is done? There's nothing you can do. All you can do is keep moving. Yeah. I wouldn't beat myself up. Well, I would try not to beat myself up about something that was done. It hadn't been done at this stage, Emma. I was in the throes of an anxiety spasm for a month. So... We really enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone. Wasn't it now? Didn't you enjoy it when it all came to a... We had so much fun. It was good. It was great fun. It was great. Great to see you all. Yes. And we are going to be in the And the lads that came down from Dublin. Hey. The boys from Fingless. (laughs) Hi. Like, not that I didn't appreciate the Cork people and the Limerick people, Mm. but I sensed there was a few dubs in the room. She sniffed the Dutch. She's like, I can smell Dublin. I can smell it. (laughs) There's something there. Uh, Boys, thank you so much. We're going to be in the London Irish Centre in London. It's the London Irish Centre is in London, lads. Do you know that? I know. London. October the 13th. And we would love to see you there because I think we know what we're doing now. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Just bear in mind, I am going to have an anxiety attack before it again no you won't you'll be fine you'll be on a flight you'll be getting a little sip sip will oh you? god imagine can you imagine if there was the flight delays like there are now and you had to put up with me and oh we're like oh, i'd be in the i'd be in the airport bar like i'll be in the pub what are you gonna do then oh god i don't <laughs> have a contingency plan for that one actually and i could contain you on the island but in the air oh jesus okay Get ready for that. I'll have a think about that. Will you talk to the Ryanair steward and ask her what that white powder is that she used for when Tommy had to throw up? I didn't know where this was going. I was like, what was the story about the Ryanair attention on the white powder? I was like, what? The magic puke cleaner upper. Be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She'll know me. She'll know to have it ready when she sees me. She'll be like, oh, this one's in trouble. This one's in trouble. The other kid. That's from a previous episode, everyone. Hello and welcome to. And another thing. My name is Maureen O'Connell. I'm Emma Dwayne. And this is the podcast where we contribute to, but not add value in any way to the conversation. And when you're not adding value in any way, sometimes it just, I just feel the guilt. I get the guilt. I feel guilty. I'm like, what are we actually adding to the podcast world? What are we doing? I know. What are yeah. we doing, Emma? I know. What's the, po- what's the point? What? Are, what's? What's? The, where's the value? What's the point? Yeah. Like guilty about putting something out into the world because today we do want to talk about guilt. Something I feel continually. I don't know about you. Um, I'm better than I used to be, mm. but it is definitely something that I've had to try, like consciously try to work at. 100%. I would say the biggest one for me in terms of guilt would be uh, to do with being a mother. And it's a bad one because sometimes I look back at certain choices I made and I wonder, am I honest when I tell myself the reason why I did that? So what I mean is like when I had... Well, I wouldn't count it with Ella because a lot of that time I was a single parent. So that's different. But like when I had when I was pregnant with Joe, I left the job I was in. Uh, I took maternity leave. You know, I did the old sneaky, did yeah. maternity leave. I said, oh, I can't wait to come back. And then I pulled the old never coming back. Hello to all the ladies who did that. You're as is your right. And, and when you know, that's what your plan is. Mm-hmm. Well done. 
Yeah. You work hard enough. When you get that bouquet in the little card and you chuckle to yourself. And you're like, I'm never going back to that place You again. do know that we do that at work as well. We're sitting there going, she's gone out in maternity. Mm. A, is she coming back? Or B, is she pregnant by oh, the time is she, she's is meant she pregnant to come right back? right now, yeah. So it's the going out, having the one child, then getting ready to come back. They've taken the extra three months. Yeah. And then you're like, we took a bet on it rec- on, recently on someone and she, we got the, oh, I'm pregnant again. So she's gone for the full like four years. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Well, yeah. You see, so I kind of did that then. When Joe was about a year, uh, I was pregnant again with Tommy. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Oh God, you were. In the hor- in the horrors. Like you, you, it was planned and you go for it, but you're just like, what have I done? You're just like, I thought this would be a good idea. You're like, I'm, it's again, it's happening again. Anyway. So there was a good few years where, so then after I had Tommy, I was like tipping away. I was doing like a little, a bit of uh, my own uh, production stuff for companies, like, you know, kind of online videos for them and that kind of thing to keep me ticking over and whatever. And obviously still gigging, but I definitely, now I kept hell for leather on the gigs, but I could have been doing other stuff for my career and I didn't. And... Yes, I wanted to be at home with my babies and all the rest, but there was definitely an element of the guilt that mm. dictated that mm. and helped me make those decisions. Yeah. Because I feel like, you, especially our generation of women who decided to have kids, you were sold this kind of imaginary life where you were told you get married for or you get the house you get married you have the kids you travel you live with your mates and at some stage you have a deadly social life you're at home for your kids but you also somehow manage to have a career and you make the dinners and you clean the gaff and you fold the knickers Mm -hmm. and you know don't forget to take your fucking pill kind of a thing (laughs) so I don't know, like, we're, it's the first generation where mothers have actually, you know, kind of had a choice to work or be, you know, well, not really because who can afford it now, but, and childcare is, that's a whole other story, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of, you kind of presented in this way that you can do all the bits and bobs, uh, but you still have that thing that you want to be able to give your children a similar childhood that you grew up with. Yeah. But that's not possible but anyway. It's not possible. Because we live in yes. a different time. Your kids exactly. cannot go out and play on the road. That's not going to happen anymore. No. You're afraid of uh, not just the big bad wolf, but people drive too fast now. People aren't aware of what's going on. No kids are out playing tennis on their roads that much anymore. No. There's more supervision. So the guilt that people have over that, over, oh God, I wish that they could just have. Because we, yeah. I loved my childhood and I'm sure they'll look back and love their childhood too. Yeah. But it's it's not possible. And I know that you put that on yourselves. And then there's the Andrew Tateification of the world being like, well, this is what women wanted. Let's get them back into the kitchen. Look at them giving yeah. out about their lives. But when you look at all the studies, if people are in a, a heterosexual relationship with children, yeah, women do the lion's share. It's a simple... As that. So you are doing two jobs at once. And then the dad has one job. And I'm not going at dads at all. This is just the way it's broken down. And men are getting so much better. We all see it. We all see, oh, well, it's my responsibility to, you know, if you're going on holidays. 
And a lot of it is, have you packed for the kids? You know, women asking yeah. women. And lads well, would just be like, well, she's got to pack her case and that's just included that it's going to be the kids case. Not anymore. Men are jumping on that as well, being like, oh, better Oh, no, you see, that's the thing. I don't even think it's a guilt that I could... The guilt has been created well before I met Shane or had children with him or anything like that. It's in, built into my brain. But that's because, culturally, yeah, we have... Not just guilt, so there's a female guilt, yes. but there's also Catholic guilt. That we, uh, I'm sorry to bring up the word. I'm it's sorry. true though, because even if you're not a practicing Catholic, you're still culturally, chances are, a Catholic. And once you're born, like, once you're born, you're, you've got shame straight away because you're a sign of, you know, know. Eve's fall down. Like babies within the Christian religion are essentially guilty as soon as they come out of the womb. And the women, as they're having the babies, even though this is what it's all about, they were like, my mother was churched. Do you know what churched is? No. After she had her baby, she was considered unclean and dirty by the Catholic Church. Right. Even though her whole job was to procreate yeah. in the bloody Bible. That's what, our, that's what she was supposed to do. That's yeah. what she's supposed to do. But they were considered unclean. So this happened to my mother in 1969. And... She was there at her first child's christening. Her little baby, little mm-hmm. Neve, love her so much. And next thing, my dad is like walking her up the aisle and she's like, why are we going away from the back? Why are you taking me away from my child? What's going on here? And she had to go up to the top of the altar where there was a priest. She didn't know anything about it. My father knew though, where she had to be churched. So that was uh, forgiven for her sins of having a child. And oh. announced clean again by the priest. So by 1970, they'd gotten rid of it because she was only ever churched once. She's got four ch- children, certainly in our parish. When I found that out and there was a bunch of women on our road talking about it one day, I was like, there's no way that happened to my mom. And like all the women were like, it happened to your mom. It all happened. It happened to all of us, Maureen, and we're all the same age. And I was like that. And she went, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I couldn't. And she just got over it. And then a few years ago, I brought it up again and she was angry. She was like, oh, no, I was furious at the time. Like, how dare they do that to me when I had the most precious thing in the entire world? She was furious. Sorry, I'm like in shock. Yeah. Ask your mams. Churched. That's what it was called. And they were allowed to do this. And my dad knew about it and she didn't. Like, is that not just emblematic of what they do in institutions? So, yeah, she was kept in the dark. So... Everything is a sin. Culturally, we are, we've got Catholic guilt. And my God, it's a pain in the arse. It really is, yeah. And I can't get rid of it. Can you get rid of it? No, and I didn't, I didn't believe that it was real. So I'd, you wouldn't really hear it. I I don't know, this is my memory anyway, growing up in Ireland, that I wouldn't really hear about it being talked about in Ireland. I'd hear like Americans joke about it and stuff. Like I've got, oh, well, like um, I've got Catholic guilt and whatever. Yeah, I'm a Catholic, so obviously yeah, I've got yeah. the Catholic guilt. And I was just like, okay, I thought like they were kind of really hamming it up or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, you know, I kind of thought it was kind of on a par with people that say, I'm Irish and we're all rolling our eyes and going, oh, right, yeah, your great yeah. grandfather, yeah. fair play to you, fuck off. Or it's like the Irish goodbye now that they have over there. I heard someone Irish using it and I'm like, no, that's just a goodbye. That's just sleep. That's just... Yeah. It's not called an Irish goodbye here. We just can't be our saying goodbye to everyone and we just slink off. Yeah, nobody, it's nothing of note. No. It's what everyone does. Yes. 
But then when I met people from other countries. Oh, yeah. And got, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And got to see how they went about their daily lives and stuff. When you get to contrast and compare what their life is versus what ours is. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Are you not ashamed of like your body or okay? Fair enough. Australians blow my mind. Yes. It's like they're because br- they're brand new, right? I'm not talking yes. about indigenous Australians. I'm talking about the white Australians. Yes. They're they're shiny. They, it's like yes. they're five years old and they're there's no it's like hey, they're so free of guilt. So free. And it's not the thing I'm I don't think it's the thing in our head that we think we're going to guilt or we're going to guilt, we're going to hell. No. It's not that. It's not even that evolved. It's just like feeling guilt. It's feel it's a constant feeling of guilt, but I mean Australians all come from convicts. White Australians are all from. So but they're like, know, yeah, we're grand. My mom says to me, she's like, oh, I would never want my children to visit me because they feel they have to. I want them to visit me because they want to. And I'm like, okay, that's a nice fantasy world you're living in because I'm here right now because I feel guilty. You're going to have to give me like a bit of a fucking gap to just be like, I think I'll just go see her. No hidden agenda. Yeah. No, yeah. no feelings of guilt. Yeah. Like, but it's within us. It's, if I've it's seen who we are. You once a week, <laughs> please, like, just now. That's wrapped. That's clear. Like, clearly, it's wrapped in guilt. Sorry, I have to go back for one second. I didn't. I breezed over that too much. Emma, wow, <laughs> what's fun? You've just said that if I go to see my mother once a week, it's because of guilt. It's because I have to be here. It's guilt, though. What? <laughs> Because I, f- I feel like I have an obligation. Like I should be visiting her once a week. Well, you should. But isn't that, but that's not about me wanting to see her. That's about guilt. Isn't it? This is why you're almost an Australian. It's like you're a reformed Irish person that you can just freely say that. But I can never, I can't say to my mother. And don't get me wrong. I get on very well with my mother. I love my mother. Of course, she's the most annoying person I've ever met in my life. That's fact. That's what mothers are. We don't let our mothers away with anything. No. Our dads, we let away with fucking everything. You know what I mean? Like, my dad sends me a message like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> and my mom sends me a message, okay. I'm like, oh, she's fucking, she's fucking annoyed with me about something now. She's fucking pissed off about something here. We fucking go. But I do love her. But a lot of the visiting is, I feel the obligation to go visit her. Okay. And there's guilt. And can I ask you? Yeah. Do you think your brothers feel the same obligation slash guilt? No, one of them definitely doesn't anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging people out to dry. No, but I think he's just more... Goes to the beat of his own drum. Like he just, he is literally just visiting there when he wants to. Yeah, exactly. But it is left up when it comes to parents and parents getting older. Oh, and someone different. can disagree with me. It's left up to the daughters. Mm-hmm. Like if you're sitting there and you spent your whole life being like, oh my God, I want sons, I want sons. You wait until you get older. That's when you want the girls. Because they come in like Florence Nightingale. And the lads are like, what? I don't know. I'll see you in a few months. And you're like lying on the floor for a month and a half waiting for the lads to colour it. I know that's not true. Hashtag not all sons. Yeah, but women have always been pushed into caring professions. Never mind being like a yeah. caring yeah. You know, into the caring role or whatever. But the the Catholic guilt thing, like it's about it everything. If I feel like I haven't parked properly, 
I remember once my parents looked at me. I mm. was very young and I had dropped the wrapper of a tangle twister. And they were like, did you put it in the bin? I did it. And in my head, I was like, they, they're x-raying into my brain right now. They can tell that I dropped it. It was my act of rebellion when I was five. I was like, let's see what happens. Let's watch the world burn. And I swear to God, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. It's grand. I yes. burnt. I could have beaten Usain Bolt down to that playground to pick up that wrapper. And I don't think I've ever dropped anything since because I was like, they get the guilt over that wrapper. I could totally imagine that with you. Yeah. Because I think you're a person, you feel quite guilty lying. Yeah. I feel guilty about everything all the time. You do. You really do. But sometimes I can see you and I can see that you're telling me little porky pies and it's written. <laughs> all over my head. Faith. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But I know it's the guilt consuming you. Probably. It's not necessarily that you're a bad liar. It's just that you, your conscience is screaming at you. All the time. I can see your conscience in your head going, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> and it makes me laugh because well, yeah, why do I do it why do I go I don't know like even today I actually because I was going to say when you were going to come over I was like yeah yeah come over now I was like no you need to you're not at home why are you telling her yeah. to come over now you're yeah, not there no, it's just piss, it's just pissy little nothing things and I just yeah. went just what do I lie to you about I can't think of anything in particular but it's just little things like that just little oh no it's fine those kind of lies I'm going to be thinking about this. Just those kind of, not even, you know, just, no, just like the everyday things we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. And I catch myself doing it. I'm like, why? I think it's easier for everyone if I just say this and it'll be grand. Yeah, I know. I'm not tired. I'm grand. It's those kind of. I know, but it's other things. Like when I'm late for something, I left my phone at home. I didn't leave my phone (laughs) at home. Why do I say that to come up with the excuse? I do that all of the time. And then when I do, because the amount of times I'm leaving this house in the morning and I will have my outfit for work on the back oh, of the yes. door yeah. or and I'll forget to bring it or whatever. That it's it happens so often that now I just like if I'm really late, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I left, it, I left it at home. I didn't leave it at home that day, but it happens so often. I'm like, it's just easier just to tell them that. Oh, I mean, Jesus, I do feel... G- I do feel guilty the amount of lies I've told about like traffic and stuff like that. Oh, traffic. Oh, traffic was terrible. Oh, traffic. It's like, really? Friday morning of a bank holiday? Really? Really that bad, was it? One day I was late and I was using traffic as an excuse. Mm. And I Google mapped to be like, where was? Where is the bad traffic? Oh, yeah. Nothing like a bit of research for a lie, though. I did a bit of research and I found, I was like, just in case. These people are checking. Yeah. I went. That's it. But you see, that's totally the sign of a lie. A lie is too much detail, isn't it? But I might <laughs> give them the detail. Terrible traffic around uh, Junction 12. Um, it just got very heavy for some reason. Uh, car had broken down. Uh, it was uh, Honda Civic. It was red. It's <laughs> <Just> like, what? <laughs> it is uh, the things. It's like, why? why do we do it? Like, I know I do it. Yeah, Why do I do it? Where did it come from? I have a feeling it all came from my first confession because I made up yeah, loads came, of little yeah. lies. It came from that fucking rapper. You're like, I don't want to feel like that again. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's like when you have to make up little lies. So there is, there has been a study done on this, which I think is really interesting oh, with yeah. everything that you have just said there, right? So guilt is wrapped up in shame, is wrapped up in guilt, is wrapped up in shame. Yeah. Even though they are two different things. Y- yes, yeah. Right? So... 
They are two. There are two different. Yeah, they're kind things. of married to each other, but they're separate entities nonetheless. Yeah, 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 exactly. But guilt in men versus women. There was a study done on this. It was published oh, yeah. in the Spanish Journal of Psychology, and it found that indeed women do feel more guilt than men. <laughs> men, they are deficit in guilt. They have a deficit in guilt. Okay. And women suffer from destructive guilt largely imposed by society. Nice. That's where our guilt comes from. So it is placed on how we've been brought up. So regardless of where you are in the world, unless you are living in a matriarchal society, you will have guilt placed upon you more than the lads. Yeah. The straight lads or whatever. And... And then there's all the guilt that we have internalized. Then there's the female guilt of itself. And then here it's the bloody Catholic guilt that we have as well. Like it's a lot. How is like a gravitational force? Like I feel like I'm hunching and I think it's the guilt. Well, I feel like men can't help their deficit in guilt because I feel like. Oh, no, 100%. It's there's not no def- point yeah. them having guilt. They have to function on the planet with the audacity to think they can impregnate people. You can't have guilt if you're being expected to impregnate people with your own sperm and just be like, grand. Put her through nine months plus. I mean, you have to be a little bit devoid of guilt and to to think that's okay. But (laughs) like, don't you? And kind of to think it's a fair deal. (laughs) But to kind of think that every time I'm keeping humanity going, like we don't think that and we're the ones who are, who kind of do it. Like we could probably turn into Yeah, fucking hell. I am conscious now having sons as well. That well definitely I suppose with the house they grew up in, it's it's different to the house that I grew up in. Like they're never gonna catch their mother making a dinner anytime soon. <laughs> and that's my stand. It's not because I'm a lazy bitch. It's my stand. It's for feminism. Patriarchy, it's yeah. For I'm feminism. doing my bit. Thanks very much. Um I drive. Their dad doesn't drive. Oh, yeah. Now, he does do all, like, the DIY and paint and stuff. But you know what I mean? The the traditional roles are a little bit more blurred. And even, like, today, I went to the shop with them. I know, exciting, last couple of days or somewhere. But we what were shop? up in Little, and I was getting oh. to treat myself to a few tampons. It wasn't. While wasn't. I'm still dry enough to be able to insert them. Anyway, I'm putting the shopping away. Was <laughs> that a bit much? That was unnecessary. Sorry. That was, sorry. That was an unnecessary detail. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I just said, look, I'm not getting on the moon cup. Okay, time's the time's gone. I'm not learning a new skill at this stage. Anyway, putting away to the shopping. And I said to one of my little sons, I said, oh, take them tampons and put them in the bathroom upstairs. And I'd say like a few, not a few years ago, but like say, oh, I don't know. Maybe if Ella had been a boy, I wouldn't have been possibly as free. You know, I might have been, oh no. Yeah, like kind of shielded from yep. them a little bit or whatever. Yep. So even I'm conscious of trying to do little everyday things like that. Mm. You know, I know that's not a big thing, but, but it is you know an, what I mean? It's a nice thing. It's hopefully like you're not going to be rearing kids that see a woman wearing whatever she wants and calling her a slut. You know, it's yes. the little things like that, the semantic things that yeah. actually matter. Or like that menstruate or menstruating. Menstruating? Menstruating? And you put menopause cycle. and menstruation together? What's going <laughs> Jesus, on? Jesus, that's... It's only fucking Tuesday. But like, I don't want them to think 
uh, 50% of the population having a menstrual cycle is fucking weird or gross. It's just normal. Of course it's just normal. But I just think it's so lovely. And I'm sure that men are sick of hearing us talk these days about, you know, talking about our menstrual cycle or about, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that anymore because they do live in a world where across the spectrum, they don't have the guilt that we have because they haven't, it's brilliant. They haven't been reared that way. Yeah, yeah. Like these studies found like from forgetting a birthday through to having an affair, a man is just, a man's just going to have less guilt than a woman would ever have about stuff like that. Yes. Which is, can you imagine living like that? Can you imagine? I think I'd be two inches taller. Honestly. Yeah. Just I do like, have, no, but I do, I'll be honest about it. I do, not to like male levels, but I definitely have a little bit of it in me. I think that's actually gotten me through life. The like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck them. <laughs> My dad, because as well, <laughs> you know the way you see all these vi- uh, videos and memes about wives having to find things for their male partners. What do you mean? Like he he'll say to her, "Oh, where's the oh whatever? Wh- where's the tape measure? Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "It's there. It's there." Yeah. That's me. Mm. Shane has to tell me where everything is. So I think I possibly have a little testicle up in my stomach somewhere. Just a smidge. That's lovely. Isn't that? That night. Or maybe I had a twin brother and I ate him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Emmett. <laughs> or, but you know. Does that, does that sort of. I think if we all have a whole mix of each other. That's the best possible thing. Us all coming Isn't together it? is obviously the best possible thing. Yeah, like, it's all meshing into one kind of mysterious, non-existent gender. Or, you know, yeah, gender is a construct. Realising that it's a construct, live your life, we're going to die. Do you know what I mean? Have a bit yeah. of crack along the way. That's that's genuinely what I do believe in kind of all things. Just have a bit of crack along the way. Why are we getting so het up about certain things? Yeah. You know, there's I no know. need for it. But at the same time, I I kind of, I've, you know, I talk to my mom about stuff like this going, where he is guilty? Because I feel guilty about the climate. I feel guilty about driving a car. I feel guilty about taking a holiday. I feel all this kind of stuff. And she was like, oh God, yeah, we just had different guilts. Like we didn't realise we were destroying the planet back then. Yes. We didn't, like, if a woman breast, I knew a friend of mine, she wanted to breastfeed and she was made to feel guilty about breastfeeding because... We were all about the formula then because we had a little bit of money. Yeah, you know, she yeah. was like, guilt is coming for you. No matter where you are, it's going to catch you. So it yes. doesn't matter what generation you're in. The guilt is there. It's true. Yeah. I, I'm, see, this is it now. I find this, I have all this guilt around money, around spending. Yes. So for years, now I was always, I always loved the cash, right? And even when I was like a teenager and had a part time job, I went into the post office next door and lodged my money. I got my little pay slip in a brown envelope of cash and I'd go in and lodge it. I wasn't saving it. I was put it in for like the end of the month and I'd go on a big spree to town and get big chunky boots and fucking a 20 box of smokes and have a. Oh, I used to. That was my favourite thing to do. So you didn't have the cash on you? So like when your mates were kind of like. Looking for 30p for a Mars bar, you never had it on you. You were the tight one. No, I wasn't the <laughs> tight one. Anyone would testify I was always generous with a smoke and all that. Jazz. Oh, look at her. But she I was never, saving. Oh, we've, hit a, we've hit a spot. 
I just loved going shopping. I loved fucking going shopping. But then obviously if I had Ella and whatever, I was like, ooh, I'm poor. Or I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life. And I saved, I honest to God, saved fucking solid for 18 years. Saved, 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 saved. So any car I bought, I paid for it in cash. I never wanted a car loan. I never obviously did the Australia thing. All that jazz. It was always trying to save. Yeah. So now obviously we got the gaff, touch wood, all that thing. But because I saved and was poor for so long, now that there's a real guilt and I'm doing the exact same thing that I watched my mother do for years that when I make purchases that aren't fucking like bills or like bread and milk mm. or whatever, there's a story behind the purchase. There's always a story behind the purchase. Whether the story is what price it started out at originally, what the item I bought will be used for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get loads of wear out of that. What's coming up that I need this dress for? Yeah. Uh, what's happened my other pair of jeans that I now need to get another pair of blue jeans? I need to get another pair of black trousers. There's always a story. No one's listening to the story. No one's asking for the story. But I'm like bleating it into fucking oblivion because it's just that little bit of guilt about spending money that yeah. I don't have to spend on myself. Yeah. I think it's the important part of it. If you were spending on your children, Grant. Grant. You think society would be like, ah, she bought that for the kids and that I lovely. I think that would be fine. Unless it was, uh, there's the other side of it, where there's there's vulgar spending on kids. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Five iPads because you can't have little yeah. Johnny going you know, from, you need to have an iPad in every people, room. That, that's kind of like, ooh, people are like, what the fuck's that all about? But <laughs> mm. yeah, if you're, if you're buying clothes for your kids and shite like that, great, great. And, you know, outfits for a toddler who's going to go out with them in six weeks. No, no, that, that makes sense. Don't get yourself the big fucking winter coat. Do you know what I think you should get them? Just get them a robe. All babies <laughs> love a robe. If we've learned anything from this podcast. Babies love a robe. Well, I'm getting better because I found out in my mid thirties, I definitely there was a transition happening where I mm. started to just ex- like, ex- you know, give myself the permission to try and look after yeah. myself a bit more and just like be nice to myself and buy things and spend money on my face and all that. But I think there has been a little bit of a generational change here. Yeah, just a little bit because when. Our parents and stuff, when they bought their house and everything, it was like, well done, fair play. This is brilliant. Oh, look, they bought their car. Well done, fair play. Now there's a little bit of, oh, isn't that good for some? Loads of people can't afford houses. And look at her going off by a house. Like, yeah. I do feel that. I always remember it about the Manolo and the bin story. The people underneath it going, I mean, the amount of people in this country that can't actually, that don't even have a roof over their heads. And you're like, what's that got to do with the pair of shoes? Yeah. She was clearly pissed as a fart. Yeah. You know, she's not doing it to try to hurt no. The homeless of she Ireland. She thought it was a fucking bag of chips or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't done maliciously. Yeah. And I'm in that situation now where, you know, I've got my mortgage I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at houses. Yes. Oh, you, yeah. Lads, lads. There is a serious amount of guilt over mm. being able to have a mortgage, first of all, at the moment. Yeah. Because there's 13,000 people who are homeless and you think about that all the time. But having a house has become sort of a thing that's aspirational rather than something that Everyone in this country used to be expected to do. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was always like, 
and you'll get a house Mm -hmm. and that's the next phase of your life or you will have a roof over your head you know whether you move back with your parents like years ago you know my grandmother had her brother live with her you know that that sort of thing yeah and I'm like ah lads now I'm halfway through my life it's about like the mortgage I won't get a mortgage in a year's time I'll be too fucking old they won't you give will. me one you will so it's bad and they'll know if you don't keep up that Botox <laughs> they will know they will know millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, but then going to view houses. Mm. So it's actually happened twice. Yeah. I've run into, and I know one of them was definitely a single mother. Yes. And then the other woman... I I felt like she was a single mother. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So both times it was just me coming to, you know, they, they're they staggering you with 15 minute intervals. Oh, yeah. And especially. Oh, I hate this whole thing. Yeah. But especially if you're going back for like the second or third viewing, you know, the first day it's a free for all. Everyone's there. You're like, okay, yes. whatever. So I think one of these days it was my third viewing of a house. And. Of the same house. The same house. Okay. And this one woman was there when I arrived and she was there with two children. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I could have a child. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know me, I can't help but talk to someone. Just go and view the house, Mern. Go go into the bedroom that you think could be your room. Just go into the room. Just stop. A fucking mouth. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then there was a kid out the back garden, like twirling around. Wee, you know, arms out. She had a stick. She was having a great time. And I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. She was really cute. Yeah. And then the mother's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, how are you doing? And she was just like, it's just so tough. And I went, oh no, oh no. She's like, it's just so tough. Every time we come to view a house and we go into a bedroom, she's like, is this my bedroom, mommy? Is this, is this my bedroom? Are we staying here tonight? And just the guilt of having to take them away. You know, we're, we've been outbid. Like I've been out, I've, sorry, she didn't say we. She said, I've been outbid, you know, so many times. And it's just getting, it's just getting really hard and um, it's just heartbreaking. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, me with my no children, with, with the place to live. I I don't know if that, I think it was a different mother who was like, oh God, yeah, we're getting, you know, we're getting kicked out of our house. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my, and then I was just like, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm done now. I'm just can't look like it felt, I felt like I, I was like, oh God. I need to ring everyone and just say, just let her buy the house. Stop bidding on this house. Oh my God, I can't. There's there's no housing. There's no stock. No. There's no stock. All the single mothers and all the single fathers should be the ones who are able to buy the houses. Okay, a couple of things there, right? <laughs> you do talk to everyone. You go into Circle K like it's a fucking public appearance. The way you thank people. I'm like, 
It's n- you've like you've literally just got a coffee. <laughs> Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. I'm like. I do not say have a great day. Whatever, but you're very chatty to everybody. And the guilt, you're thanking everyone and you make sure you've thanked everyone in the fucking place. Someone's fucking putting fulfill bars on the shelf and you're like, thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) Working here part time, love. Fuck off. Anyway, second thing is those children, they were hired actors. Okay. And you need to get a grip. You need to get a grip. Now, it's very hard when you meet the other people that are viewing houses because even like when we were renting, I'd see those people and I'd just throw them dirty looks as if I could psych them out. What? Of course. Trying, they are trying to psych you out. Of course that's what you did. Of course that's what you did. Because I bought the gap. It was the cheapest gap I could find in referring to rent. I had, couldn't, we literally could not afford anything else. It was so cheap. And I was like, we need, we need this fucking gas. So I'd be that person. I would psych out the other people. But like, some, like they're a single mom and they've got kids and whatever. But like, now I have a little bit of an issue with the kids saying, are we sleeping here tonight? You're like, come the fuck on, we're fuming houses. What kid would say that? She's she needs to explain to that kid properly what's going on. Oh, look at you. I'd never even thought about but that. I, would, I wouldn't be bringing it. First of all, when I went to house viewings, and there wasn't that many of them because it was during lockdown or whatever. She's a single mom. She's got no one to mind them. Like yeah, it was, I'm aware this was of the that, concept. Oh, I was one. I know how it fucking works. Hey, I'm saying let me is, mother explain to you. Let me mansplain to you no, the situation. No, let me mansplain to you. <laughs> I understand if you have to bring the child with you on a viewing. But if I was doing that, I'd make, I would explain the situation. I would say... I wouldn't build it up like this is our potential home. I would say, oh, we just have to look at different places to see what different places are like. I never thought of that before. I wouldn't be going to the child every time we went to view a gaff. This could be our house. Fingers crossed, everybody. That's like, that's not cool to. I probably wouldn't even bring explain the kid, to. I'd bring just be the like, kid into the adult part of that conversation. I would just be saying, oh, we're just going to look at loads of different houses. And we'll see which one suits us best and then just put a spin on whatever. I'm just trying to, my mother would probably be like, we're just going to look at it. Like it's got, oh, my remember, mother will probably wouldn't say anything. She's like, come on, we're going in here for five I went minutes. To, I remember going to a viewing with my parents when we moved house when I was a little kid and there was no fucking conversation about what was going on. Now I did actually want to move to that house because there are, had good vibes out in the road and everyone kind of seemed to be like whatever so I kind of did want to move there but no like don't be telling them that did you get to move there no oh we went oh god now it was obviously like the family home and all the rest but just the girls just weren't as sound I'd met girls who were talking about weight and I was like fucking you know six seven I was just like what I'm a kid where in the house like that we moved to then in my farm. I'd never, I was just like, sorry, can we just skip? What? Yeah. No. Swear to God. So you got good vibes five minutes on this road. You were like, yeah, this, they, I bet you they play a good game of 45 and hide and seek. This is going to be. Yeah. Tip wicked. the can up to like hook it up to my veins. Let's go. Now the other ones did obviously play, but the, when they started talking like about weight and stuff. No. I was like, oh, what? that's not. I, I don't. Like, uh, these are fucked. But anyway, and that's why you live five minutes <laughs> up the road. Because <laughs> my mother, if I moved further away from my mother, the guilt would fucking kill me. Kill you. Kill oh, you. I was told 
like oh like do what you want be who you want to be it's your life but don't fucking move to Australia <laughs> but we'll fucking kill you <laughs> Couldn't, oh, I couldn't move to Australia with Ella. Imagine. Did your brothers get that? I'm sure they did. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're all within like a fucking five mile Sorry. radius of each other, so they probably did. There you go. I don't mean to look at everything through gender. I am always just wondering because I can see in our family how the boy is treated differently from the girls. Oh yeah, but no, we would be all ba- we'd be all called the babies. Uh, one thing that you said in this podcast a few weeks ago, and it's oh, something that we actually talk me. about. I don't. I'm not quoting you. There's always a sink to clean. <laughs> it was about. The guilt's about buying clothes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just buying a top. I know it's bad. I know it's I know, bad. But like, even your job, there's not a fucking hope that you could be a sustainable queen. I'm sustainable enough. You, you're, you could be a sustainable queen. No, you mean you've got to do. It'd be very, hard, it's very hard for most people. But like, how many outfits would you be wearing a day? But you have to be. I there. You have to be stylish. You have to know how to style things. To do yes. that, right? To yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a vision. Like, you got to be prepping. You've got to, you know. How a skirt can c- turn into a dress, can turn yeah, into a mew mew, can turn into a headband. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Totally. Some outfits could, you know, they, they'd be planning in them for weeks. And sure, you're up at half four in the morning. When are you going to be fucking hemming trousers? <laughs> like, it's just not realistic. But everyone kind of feels this these days. I think a lot of them going, oh God, I just bought a top. I didn't. Uh, I didn't yeah, shop no, my wardrobe. I do, I do get the guilt now about um, the fast fashion. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, and sometimes do you just have to put your blinkers on? Yeah. Sometimes I just have to go. I'm just. I it feels good though when I like it. Okay, so this is what I this is what I want to talk to you about. Mm. It feels good. Okay. Does it feel bad and good at the same time? Yeah, I don't know exactly what the percentage is, mm. but you see, sometimes I justify it to myself like I would follow a lot of like, um, not a lot, a few sustainable fashion, yeah, small retailers, suppliers yeah. in Ireland. And I have bought from at least three of them. And, you know, I obviously it's nice because there's a little bit of uh, the guilt swept away there. There's still guilt because I'm buying, you know. In my mind, I should have like, you know, two pairs of trousers and two t-shirts and I should be fine with that. 100%. Fucking Vestasia. Who'd be looking at you anyway, the fucking big head on you. But some of the sustainable stuff, it's because uh, I'm a petite person who is five foot two and a good yeah. day. A lot of the time I'll need to like, when I get the piece, that's not the job finished. There's more to be done with the thing to get it to fit me. I know you're fancy sometimes when you say, when I get the piece. When I get Not when piece. I get the top. It's when I get the when thing. I get the piece. I talk to grandma like I'm buying trousers or jumpsuits or whatever. Like it's not you know I'm having to get it altered and whatever. So yeah. sometimes like if I got something on, I want something to wear, and I know I can get like you know petite size eight and it'll fucking fit. You know it's you know the way we all have our shops that we know. Oh, I know when I get. I'll find whatever. something in there today. Yes. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. I'll be done. I don't have to stress over it. Yeah. And then there is the stress. You know, when you open up your wardrobe and you see tops and you're like, why did I buy that? And there's a tag on it. You're like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why have I done it? But it feels good. It It feels so nice to fill that little basket and use your cards online because that's, as everyone knows, it's not real money. (laughs) See, that's the thing. I can't, I don't shop online. So every place that people you see this is the madness for you not shopping online no sure I've got a thing tomorrow 
And I went into I was like What time Come over as late as possible today That's why you're always Off gallivanting Doing bits and bobs Because I'm constantly going Oh <laughs> And I'm like Maureen you know that's tomorrow Remember we told you about this Two weeks ago It's very like It's very old school L1 Oh yeah That you're just constantly Fucking into town Into town To get your bits and your bobs My mom When I was growing up was constantly hooshing herself into town. Constantly <laughs> fucking. Oh, it's in there. One of my main like visions of her growing up is her coming up the hill of the estate with the fucking shopping bags having been in town. That's you. That's me. You're a pure old school ma. But one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Get online. No. It's so ridiculous. No, because you can't try it on. And I never know if it's going to work. Like, there's the amount of stuff I have to return. <laughs> ridiculous. I know, I know, you I know. You should be ordering clothes and getting them straight to fucking Virgin Media. Yeah. The amount of faffing you're making but out it, of yourself. It means planning. So I don't plan, no. I prefer. So do you know what I have guilt about? As well. Something oh, completely God. stupid what? I've got guilt about. So sitting down and like online shopping or something like yeah. that I would feel that's not something even though it's part of my job it's what I should be doing mm. I'd be like no 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 you can't do that like come on you have to be doing something else and I love nothing more than a sit down but you know why I've gotten so into audiobooks because I now feel guilty sitting down reading my book so if I've got the audiobook going on oh, like you came to, you arrived yeah, there's always an audiobook on the, the go because I can be cleaning something or I can be do you know I can be folding something okay, look you're going to have to go online. You're going to have to start ordering things. You're going to have to get them delivered to Virgin Media. Then what you're going to have to do, the next viewing you have, put the shades on, go into Circle K. They all know you. Treat yourself to a lost period. <laughs> the vaping is a social barrier. No one is going to try and spook you out when you're fucking hardcore sucking on a last Mary. Watermelon flavour. <laughs> Create a character, Okay. Put a baseball cap on, put the shades on, borrow some of my clothes if you want, okay? <laughs> get some black, fucking head to toe black on you and get that fucking cap, okay? <laughs> oh my and then God. just set up a monthly payment to a charity to try and count out the guilt. Oh, Jesus, they're out <laughs> to beat the band. You want me to sign up? Okay. I tell you what I hope Patrick Kilty Is going to do A fucking different Toy show this year Because each year That thing is Fucking crippling Shane It just fucking Sucks him in And he's, he's Getting the card out For that he, Ryan did it Very well He did oh. He did Anytime that he did that I was like Oh god yeah you got to support It's very support. I don't know whether Patrick Kilty Will do the Ryan Tuberty Or will do the The Bob Geldof You wouldn't know Which way he'd go I think it'd be kind of a mixture of both. He's an it's an unknown though, isn't it? Mm. I'm getting a bit. This is weird. I'm getting a bit mm, excited about it. Like, is, there, is there going to be a viewing? Like, I just want to see what going to do. Town and get a new outfit. I'm, <laughs> I'm making ah. David. You're off on Fridays. Go ahead into town and get the bits and bobs. Going to get a new outfit. The late nights back. Anyway, we all oh feel guilt. God. It's it's a it's it's extraordinary pressure that we all put on each other. Male, female, everyone, the whole shebang. We all do different ways. Yes, and I didn't mean to hashtag not all men. It's it's just that no, it is different. It's, it's a different experience. Guilt is it worth it as an emotion, as a feeling, as an physical weight bearing down upon your body? 
Well, no, I suppose you do need it for some things, don't you? Like, I don't want to murder someone and then just be wandering or around even, taking the kids to yeah, school. Yeah, or even like little everyday things. Like, you know, like if you are short with somebody or whatever and you're mm. like, mm, do you know what? No, I need to actually say that. Um, sorry about that. I was a bit whatever, you know. Yeah. So like little smidgy bits of it. But, but you, not like, ex, like, you know. But they're dope. But society breaks down if no one feels guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you don't feel guilt about robbing things from shops. You don't feel guilt about uh, crashing into someone's car and driving off when it's parked. You don't feel guilt yeah. about knocking a child over as you're running down the road. You know, you yeah. it is an important thing to have. But the so, weight of guilt that we have about stupid things. About the existing on the planet, that guilt. Yeah. That is the big time-consuming one for a lot of people is pointless. Yeah. Don't get churched. And now for something else. <laughs> I'm going to make her sing. Emma, can you please sing our Share Your Shame theme tune that you make up every day? I honestly thought you were going to just say alcohol. I thought that's what the big fucking closer was going to be. I've got to think for you to alleviate your guilt. Alcohol. Okay. Share your shame. Different song every week. Share your shame. Share your shame. Is that good? That was very boys on. Was it? No matter what they I was only thinking of them the other day. Oh, yes. Uh, Reading of the Years came on. on, And that song. It's gonna be so good. And I could not help myself. And I jumped up and I started dancing to it. And I was just like, there's something fucking wrong with you. I wasn't even a Bowie's own fan. Just that song does something to me. It doesn't matter. I do think that looking back, a lot of bangers. Yeah. Even the sad ones, you're just like, that was a bop. But they were too, they were compared with Take That Too Much. They were. And Take once you have Never Forget. I don't, but the ballads fucking wind me up though with a lot of these bands. Shocking. I want the, I want the bops. What about I Want It That Way? Backstreet Boys. Not my favourite. Oh, what's your favourite? Of Backstreet Boys. Everybody. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. That's a tune. Yeah, I, uh, I was looking at some band there the other day. Oh, do, and do you know who I rediscovered? And I was like, oh, I need to get on that now. Uh, Sugar Babes. I got them back. And they're actually one of the very few bands that I will tolerate and enjoy and love their ballads. Uh, I, I don't know how people ever stood for like Siobhan leaving and much and everyone leaving because the original Sugar Babes overload and I know Freak Like Me and obviously Heidi came along and it was all good yeah I was so obsessed with their first album I just thought yeah these are beyond talented I love everything about them they were proper songs and their ballads were so good because their voices were so good together I yes. am thoroughly enjoying that they're back together they were playing here recently and I was devastated that yes. I didn't get to go to see them I know. Apparently, uh-huh. it was amazing. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I've done me. I've done me singing, but anyway, that's me audition for the Sugar Babes. Beautiful. We did. Off, they've yeah. got a redhead. I know. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> so we did the live show, right? And I asked for uh, a few bits and pieces, and mm. Emma made a very astute observation about asking for people. I was like, "Tell me whatever you want. It's all anonymous. You know, oh, yeah. we're we're going to a live show." When did I do it, Emma? Oh, very late. Oh, yeah. I remember that you did on Saturday night. I did very late. I was I was being bad at my job, actually. Sorry, I'm just going to have a little nibble of this Kinder Bueno. You did it on Saturday night. 
Lads, she's had a full two Kinder Bueno sticks in front of her the whole time. <laughs> She'd only had one piece. Like there's something wrong with her that she's just like, yeah, I can just leave it there. I don't have to eat the Kinder Bueno. I'm just going to have a second piece now. Well, I knew I was going to have to announce it because of the noise. Was... The, yeah. So put it up on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It turns out Saturday night is the time to put up our share your shames because everyone is pissed. <laughs> and we re- received one. That I then contacted the person Went back and forth with To be like Are you okay And the next day Obviously she was in the horrors mm-hmm. Over this But she was like You know what Just go on Go for Get it, it Say it to there. people See if I, they've got any advice So what it was Was I am Let me get it right 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 I want to have the wording right I want to have the wording right This is it Mm-hmm I fancy my father-in-law. It's not just a Jesus isn't he good for his age thing. I am incredibly attracted to him. And I think the feeling is mutual. Now you may have seen that on my Instagram the other day. We Mm -hmm. discussed it at the live show. Yeah. Where the consensus was either move. So you never have to see your father-in-law again. or Start a new life. Yeah. Start a new life. Or Jen said... Just hang on because your husband is going to turn into him in like 20 years I know, time. I thought that was such a good point. I never would have thought of it. Neither would I. It was so good. But she said just so matter of fact, you're just like, well, hang on. He's, that's who he's going to be in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose I should say I did go back and forth with this woman. And so the father-in-law is about 20 years older than her. She's 38, I think. She's around. Okay. She's around 38. Yeah. And the father-in-law is about 20 years older, yet married. Uh, herself and her partner have one kid. They've been together for, I think, three years. Just kind of a lockdown thing. Okay. And um, and it's the feeling is... I We didn't go too much into it. Like, she was in the horrors. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, put it out there. It's grand. My heart. I think about her every day now. Every single day. And then I received another message. Which I was not expecting. I have the same feeling about my husband's uncle that your follower has about her father-in-law. Oh, God. And the fact they think it's mutual. Because you know when something's a little... Actually, do you? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I used to think, oh, yeah, he totally fancied me. He did not fancy me. He fancied my friend or he was, you I know. know. yeah. It's I just when you're not a, an 18-year-old or you're not a 25-year-old and you're a bit older and you're like... I, I think Are they flirt Are they kind of flirt Is there a spark here <gasps> Look I mean Is it the vaccine or something It seems like there's something <laughs> oh in the God, water. I, didn't wanna, I don't want to be that person guys But there's something going on Don't give <laughs> The anti-vaxxers You're going to start fancying your father-in-law no, I know But you know the way Now obviously to that woman Who was saying about her father-in-law It's not like well, we talked about the live show. We had loads of different share your shows. It wasn't like we were there, you know, for half an hour debating her life or whatever. I think all of us agreed. Jesus, that's a very tricky situation. Our but, heart goes out to yeah. her. But then at the same time, I think there was a feeling of sometimes when you fancy somebody or whatever 
feel a certain way about someone that may it may be like inappropriate or whatever mm. that there may be something else behind it yeah like your brain is trying to tell you something tell you something or you know because i used to be a great one for like fancy and fellas in college who had no fucking interest in me whatsoever like no interest but i think in a way it was kind of my brain just letting me kind of play through a flirtation but knowing that i wasn't actually emotionally ready for a relationship like if somebody had actually turned around and said to me oh yeah i felt i really fancy you too I would fucking be scared shitless. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Do you know? So sometimes, like... Mine was always... I always fancied people that were unattainable for me. Yes. Because I was afraid of having sex. Yeah. Essentially. So I always fancied someone. I was like, they're never going to like me. And... Yeah. like, Like two or three of them that I fancied in college. I ended up shifting a few years later to be like, oh. Like nothing ended up happening. But I was like... Yes. Oh God, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I know. You look back at certain people. It's not on them. Yeah. You're like, oh God. But it was safe was for this? me. Yeah. It was safe. It was like, okay, you were terrified of sex. So this is safe. Because this person does not, and they did this not is fancy never me. never to turn into anything. Yeah. yeah, they always fancied my friends. And it was like, okay, you can have this little thing where you're, you have this little romance in your head. Okay. But this does feel, why attach to husband's uncle or father-in-law? It does feel very close to home. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be... Unless they're in the trenches and they're like, you know, you know, minding the kids and stuck at home and the person's always popping yeah. in to help them out with things. And then you could be like, oh, look at them, like a little bit of a hero complex being like, oh, well, he's popped in, he's helped me with the shopping or there could What's... be an element of that. He's helped me with the kids, he's babysitting. What's the father-in-law bringing to the table that the husband isn't. Is, is lacking? Because mm. there's obviously a lot of similarities. Mm. Even if it's not physical similarities, but there's probably a lot of like, you know, personality yeah. traits and whatever. So maybe it's not the father. Maybe it's just something. He has something that you feel is lacking, not necessarily in your partner, but maybe within your life. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's very tough. But that's the thing, like if you're then having to internally look. What's going on with me? I think you have to though in that situation. Yeah, well you're obviously not going to shift your father-in-law. No, well, you're not, not on Emmerdale. Like we, not, you know, it's not a not thing. this Christmas. <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine though? Can you, and then, and this is why I love human beings. And by the way, I don't mean to say that this was shameful or guilty. I know I said earlier on, this was, oh, if you no, want to make well, yourself feel better. it's their shame. It's them sharing their shame. Yeah. Then, Oh, good. Directly underneath the, the message about the, I have the same feeling about my husband's uncle that your father uh, follower has about her father-in-law. I'm busy, uh, sorry, sorry, Marin, I'm here busy looking at pics of my dead father-in-law to see if there's anything attractive about him. And it's a no from me. <laughs> I love just it. Get, just go back to check. Just, you know, just to see retroactively. Um, in the car I was looking at me I was looking at pictures of your dad today and I wasn't attracted to him at all I have to say and I wasn't like what no imagine bringing that up sorry what what love uh, we need bread Jimmy. okay <laughs> right, I just want to see how you're going to look in 20 years and will I fancy it and I didn't fancy him at all but he's oh also God. underground uh, here are a few of the other ones that came in uh, the other day I am straight but fantasise about women and I'm sick of attachment chatting me up that could have something to do with all the attached men chatting you up. 
And I, I would say if you're single, like, why not just try, try it? it? Why not? Like, if you fantasize. But sometimes when it's in a fantasy realm, that's where it's safe. But it could be something that you want. I do think that women's sexuality is more fluid. In my, that's yeah, possibly, just just yeah. just me. Just me. But it's like, uh, yeah, like obviously, some of my fantasies that I would have aren't sexual, and I could end up in fucking jail for the rest of my life. So they <laughs> just have to be left in my dreams. But like something like that, that's not gonna hurt anyone if you're like a single person whatever do you want to just explore try it out try a little something something. and and either way i don't think it's shameful if you're straight and you're fantasizing about women you know no i'm glad that you got to say it out loud because another person here is like my partner and i are trying for a baby and she's super excited and i was like that's lovely it's just she hasn't said that to anyone else and yes yeah it's just it's just it was a safe space chest isn't it yeah it was just a safe space that's hard because you can't obviously and then there's the whole thing of like even when people do get pregnant that you have to, you know, keep it to yourselves until you hit like three month mark and all that. And mm. that's hard because all you want to do is just talk about it. Talk yeah. about it. You I, can talk about that if you want though. About the fantasy with the women? Yeah, but also the fact that if you and your partner are trying for a baby. Ah, uh, yeah, but maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe she doesn't want to, yeah. And she was like, but uh, you know the way, like, yeah, I think more and more though, I've noticed like that people will just tell you like, um, yeah, I did a pregnancy yesterday. I'm th- three hours pregnant, or you know, because they're just like, fuck it. I, I'm gonna tell you anyway. You know what I mean? I was bloated last week and I did a pregnancy test. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with me? And then everyone afterwards just went to the menopause. Thanks. Cheers, lads. <sighs> God. Like for your new brand. Because I was. Because I was bloated. I did yeah, but I think test. you rebranding as menopause. <laughs> Do a full Davina. Yeah. Can you give me a little while? <laughs> okay. Thanks. You're a whole year older than you, are you even? <laughs> it's your time. Um, here's another one. I've been with my partner's brother. I was with him when I was in my late teens, but his brother doesn't remember. So obviously I'm not saying anything. Oh, don't fucking say it. No, you don't have to do that. And just prepare your speech for on the off chance if it comes up. You're shocked. Just practice your shocked face in the mirror. So do what, what I don't do. What? Don't do the high pitch. But if she has a guilty thing like me, she's going to give it away. She is. She's, she's like, what? talking about fucking details that nobody asked for. When we shifted, we were on Woodlawn Drive and then <laughs> yeah. we took a left onto the <laughs> South Circular oh, Road. Drive. No. Oh, you didn't say it. I just. Oh, OK. Yeah. I kissed my best friend's boyfriend years before they met. Grand. Absolutely fine. Grand. There is so nothing wrong mean, with it's that. A bit, uh, yeah, it's a little bit uh, sticky, sticky, isn't it? But like, no. There's nothing you can do about that. No, it's absolutely fine. Um, someone here, I feel guilty in my new job because I do fuck all compared to what I used to do for far more money now while my best friend stayed in the old job and they were worked to the bone. Fucking uh, forget about it. Nothing you can do. Start nothing you can do. comedy. Start writing sketches. Start reaping that place. For their printer and their stationery. Ease into it babes. Because if they have to get rid of you. They will fucking get rid of you in a heartbeat. Take that money money dollar while it's going. Fuck it. And Emma Doran always has her eyes on the stationery price. Like you better the amount this it. woman. For a woman who works from home and doesn't have an office job. She thinks so much about stationery. <laughs> really do. 
No, but like, fuck it. These jobs it never feel bad. No, jobs. If you can get a handy fucking number job, mm. happy days. Happy. Because they will fucking get rid of you if they have to and won't give a shit. Yeah, I agree. And if you die, they'll send one fucking bouquet if you're lucky to your family and that's it. Fuck them. Wow, you got real dark real quickly there. That's the way if it is. You die. somebody else. If you die. They say, Jesus, it's terrible, it's tragic. Anyway, do you want to put an ad up? Or <laughs> what way do we do it? Like, that's the reality of these places. <gasps> that's what jobs are. I know, I agree. We're sorry, all replaceable. If you end if you end up in hospital with a kind of okay, a minor thing, not a big thing, right? What could we give you that would be a minor thing? Scurvy. No, maybe not scurvy. You're not a pirate. What would we give you? Oh, we give you an old bout of shingles, oh, right? So gotcha. you're grand. Yeah. Your producer rings me and says, Emma, do you fancy stepping in from here? Absolutely. I'm in the car park as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah I was just at her house and she leaves the outfits on the door so I just <laughs> took one yeah okay see you in five bye do you know what I mean now because they'd have to put on a bit of a face they'd have to do a bit of a but they do a special for you a day if I had shingles nah oh no if I was dead no no if you were dead if I've thought about that before can you imagine no, being if we, if we, if can you imagine being at my funeral and they're on the show beforehand and they're all like bye we're all off to Marin's funeral Thanks. We had a great day though. If it was shingles that like went on for months and months. I think You're not contagious after a couple of weeks. I'd be back in that studio. <laughs> well, I'd be fucking snug then. So you may fuck off. So I think what they do is we they do an old head tilt for you. Mm, get well soon to do it. <laughs> I'd be watching at home. Fucking raging. Raging. Like that's a stupid major <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Oh, they let her wear docks, will they? They let her wear docks. Imagine you putting on heels and nice jeans and a nice top every day. It'd be gas. Oh, no. Well, look, please, guys, you'll be in good health and none of that will happen. But um, we are know? going to be at the London Irish Centre on October the 13th. 13th. We've got the show worked out and we think that we, we enjoy it. It's good. We hope you're going to enjoy it yeah. too. And um, I'm to meet a few of you. See what you're up to. I have been Maureen O'Connell. I've been Emma Dorn. And this was... And another thing. Sherry <laughs> Shave. Part of the ACAST Network. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.